Welcome to another episode of Vivid Arts, the podcast. Vivid Arts is your ultimate digital tour guide to the South Florida art scene, where we connect art lovers to the art communities and their artists growing all around us every day. I'm your producer, Kevin Yontanen. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day trial at audible.com slash vividarts. With over 180,000 separate titles to choose from, you can get anything you like for your device. Today on the Vivid Arts Podcast, we got a very different episode, very cool. We got two very special guests, two artists, currently collaborating and working together. We have Alejandro Abad and Steve Jones. Alejandro Abad is a Venezuelan-born artist who's very creative, very talented, multifaceted, her works range from banners displayed in Lollapalooza 2007 to abstract music videos and all works in between from public work to illustrations. And then we have musician Steve Jones. Steve Jones is a band member in Black Moon Howl. And this song you're listening to right now is his band, Black Moon Howl. This is the song titled Resist. Currently, Alejandro Abad and Steve Jones are working together to further their voice and to further their creative expression into all realms of social awareness, politics, and everything in between. Simply put, their work is powerful, it's moving, and it's fascinating. You can find Alejandro Abad's artwork and her portfolio on her website, www.alejandroabad.com. And you can find Black Moon Howl's music and all information that you need on their Bandcamp, or on their website, www.blackmoonhowl.com. Be sure to follow Vivid Arts, the podcast, on Stitcher and SoundCloud, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vivid Arts App. And be sure to stay tuned and connected on our website, www.vividartsapp.com. And be sure to download the app for iOS, Vivid Arts. Now let's get right into this episode. Here we are with another episode of the Vivid Arts Podcast with Alejandro Abad and Steve Jones, is it? Mm-hmm. How you guys are? How are you guys? Good. Great. Yeah. Thank awesome. you for having us. Not bad, not bad. So tell us what you guys have been uh, doing lately. You guys just are mentioning a video that you guys did, Strange Totems and Alien Landscapes. Tell us a bit about, about, about that video. Yeah, so we did, we made recycled instruments out of plastic bottles and tin cans and rice, rice <laughs> beans and then we and uh, then I gave him the instruments and then he created a whole audio piece um, which yeah it was a pretty improvisational abstract thing definitely determined by the sound of the instruments that she created so the she made these instruments which created the music and then the music led to a video so it was kind of a cool back and forth and you made art with the instruments yeah and then um we well we we had the video installation and he was inside a tent and then he invited people to play the instruments while the music was playing and he was improvising on top of the the song Hmm. and so it was a loop and then we this was at the Tamarack Arts Festival it was really interesting and actually people joined in and played the instruments with him and it was fun 
Cool. What was this? Yeah. Uh, Tarot Card Festival was recent, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Just April, this last month. April 1st and 2nd. April 1st and 2nd. That's, that's awesome. And that's the that's what came out of this, the strange totems and, and alien landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so tell people about uh, your artwork for people who don't aren't familiar with, uh, with Alejandro Abad. Um, I'm interested in telling stories, but I also have an influence from architecture and music. Mm-hmm. So everything is very abstract and very uh, compositioned and uh, geared towards like kind of creating like a layers and on top of layers, mm-hmm. very complex, but yet very simple kind of landscapes and. So uh, that's kind of how I build everything. Is there like a, a theme more or less behind your your work? I think so. I think composition, uh, like how how one thing can evolve to another. So a line transforms into two lines, or like a dot transforms into like a series of dots. So like that continuous repetition that you also find in music, I think is linked to everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like telling stories through that and depending who I bump into or what where I am something happens with that pattern of thinking it's almost like obsessive in a way yeah <laughs> here with, with Stephen do you guys are you guys a partner or a duo more or less in, in your art yeah we've been doing a lot of things together uh, it started with uh, Wrath Upon a Distant Sun is that a video yeah it's the, that one, the uh huh. Then you can find all of these on alejandroabad.com and go to their video section. That's what you're talking about on uh, the video section, the music video one. Tell, uh, what, what, tell us about it. So it's a story, and when I heard the the song, it tells a story about some some someone we don't know who is telling the story about Earth. And almost like how would you say? Uh, well, there, it's a. Uh, so this is a band that I did, uh, Professor Fox Band, and uh, we did this uh, song that's about a space traveler finding a journal from a alien civilization. And so it's like I usually don't do songs like this. This is a, a very uh, sci-fi concept kind of song, and um, it was fun to do it kind of psychedelic and then she did the uh, visual realization of this uh, sort of space odyssey what influenced this this kind of project for the music I'd say a lot of 60s psychedelic stuff definitely uh, you know all the space and hippie stuff that was kind of going on at that time and then uh, visually, I don't know, what would you say? I think creating creating a narrative but through abstraction is one of my favorite things. So when I heard the song, like I saw a lot of images and so I wanted to experiment with them. So I would create an image and then layer them and then I use... Uh, I've been... collect. I collect clips and videos and papers and textures and... I was like, oh, I'm gonna use this with this, and it just starts creating a whole story, and just that that happened from that. And 
I, I, it's discovery really because I like experimenting with things and see where, where it goes. <laughs> so very experimentational kind of duo process and putting together music and, and art. What's what what are some like great uh experiences that guys have you that you've would you collaborated with the music and the art or is this is this one of like kind of the greatest project that you guys have, uh, or you guys even have this like recent one, Resist, yeah. where uh, it's Steve's uh, song Resist and, and Alejandro does the artwork for it. Tell us, uh, tell us a bit about this uh, this project. That started as a I read this article online somewhere that said that the the protest song was dead, and I took that as a personal challenge <laughs> to write one that I that I thought could could go somewhere and uh, so I wrote this uh, protest song and uh, this one's very, um, very I don't know kind of it's a new project rock and roll yeah. like intense much more aggressive sounding protest song as opposed to like usually when you think protest song you think maybe like 60s Bob Dylan Sam Cooke kind of stuff um, but this one's kind of in your face and then uh, the second she heard it, she was like, I have to yeah. do visual stuff for yeah. this. I have created a, a storyboard of all the different things that, that happen every time, like the beat changes or every time uh, the song says something different. And it's just, I think his words are very visual for me. Like when I hear uh, streets lined with roses for the tyrant, I see hands throwing roses in the streets and I see like the flowers like spiraling down and so it's it's very animated when I when I hear the words and the music and this this is your new band. Yeah, this is a band called Black Moon Howl and uh, it's uh, yeah. You tell us a bit about uh, your, your music, tell us about your, your band, what kind of, for people who aren't familiar, what kind of uh, music do you guys do? Yeah, it's a mix between, Professor Fox Band usually was more of a... Your previous band? The previous band, is, and I still do some stuff with them, it's kind of my solo project now. Usually more like Americana, bluesy, folksy kind of stuff. This psychedelic song was a big exception. Uh, but I wanted to do more, more stuff like that and uh, found some great musicians with uh, Julian Peterson and Rob Creasel. Uh, and we put this band together and the band name, the Black Moon is like the opposite of a blue moon. So it's the, if a blue moon is when a full moon happens twice in a month, a black moon is when a new moon happens twice in a month. And then, you know, the howling at it. So it's like the, the mystery of life and music and uh, yeah, so the, the music is a lot more, I would say, mysterious and experimental uh, to go along with the name, and now we're getting a little political too. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys, what kind of uh, force you guys, well not force you, made you guys go into this, speak more of this uh, political statements kind of protest kind of thing, it's just like the times being right now. And yeah. Really I think because I'm, I like community and I like to see what the community is doing all the time. Uh, I often find myself going to protests or organizations and talk to people and 
see what they're doing and what's important to them. And I think I started bringing him along and then it just kind of stayed in our minds that we, we're not politicians, but we are artists and our art should sometimes influence the times. So, or at least represent what's going on, um, for better or worse, it's what we can do as artists. Um, what, what kind of made you kind of like even go into that? What's the, what, was the purpose, what was the purpose behind your going into... The sentiment? You, like, yeah, the sentiment. Well, I, I don't agree with a lot of the going back idea because I think I'm very proud of our civil rights and I'm really proud of going back in like in time like like let's make America great again I think the whole concept of let's make America great again when America is always progressing into better mm-hmm. to me I mean my opinion is that we we have accomplished so much we have uh, women's rights, women can vote, we have civil rights, uh, we have so many immigrants that have made inventions and art and accomplishments, Hollywood, movies, I mean you name it. So for us to think like let's make America great again, it's like what timeline are you suggesting because I think i rather live here right now than when people were like hurting each other right this is already a great place exactly and i can't i i can see that we can have improvements but i don't see how like it's like what is your what do you consider your golden age to be and why and you know i think we don't think there really has been one yet like we want to keep uh you know keep moving forward and as many ways as possible and I think after the election both of us got really depressed and uh, we just had there was the therapeutic side of writing a protest song too and going to protest not just making our voices heard but actually like getting up and doing something with the pain that we're feeling and 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 I I think art and culture is what we live for and if you take away those things and for example the children that live in Florida uh, right now they're at threat because they're defunding uh, the arts programs yeah they're defunding uh, the schools that made movies like Moonlight and Hamilton happen because those schools gave inspiration to the kids that were involved in those projects and those projects are huge those are you know we're talking about like out of the box thinking and that's what moves culture so if we don't take some sort of grain of responsibility and involve ourselves in in, in that movement then you know I, I ask myself what what am I doing like to to evolve and to represent and protect the rights of my fellow artists which is the younger generation that are going to be the, the artists that, that will shape, shape everything. So. Is that what you feel your art kind of has, uh, the message, that's what your message behind your art has been for previously, or is that something that's kind of come along new? That's interesting, because we've, we've talked about that with uh, some, some of her pieces, like she did the giant coloring book for the Tamarack Arts Festival, 
that one is so uh, positive, good vibes, communal orientation. She just made this huge coloring book and everybody could, who was passing by could color it in. And that's kind of a bringing everyone together sort of statement. And then a song or project like Resist is kind of the um, antagonistic side where, you know, literally like we, we want to resist the, the negative currents that we see happening in society. So it, I think it's both. Just like a balance. Yeah, bringing people together and resisting things that are, you know, <laughs> we, we see as not really good for society. Yeah, I, I, I think I've, I've been very privileged because I've, I've been given uh, a lot of opportunities and I think about um, myself and what am I doing to give other people opportunities and I think it's a responsibility I have to um, give back in some way so like if I just take and never give back like what am I doing so um, uh, like a lot of my artwork it comes from being surrounded by people and using things that people understand um, and, or the, at least that they they're they're not gonna be scared of. It's accessible. Yeah. So when I did this book, I chose crayons as a medium. So it's not that scary, right? When you think of a crayon, I, I can pick up a crayon. You can pick up a crayon. Uh, uh, so, but even then, people were scared. They're like, "Oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna ruin your work." And I'm like, "No, this is." It's only it's only going to be a piece of work once it's once you're part of it. So uh, I think I want to continue on that kind of vibe because I've you know I've I've been to to places where I feel like they're not inviting the viewer. They're only telling the viewer I'm an artist. So I think okay, I like collaborating and seeing where I go on that path. It definitely is a way to bring people together and get to all work together on, on art, art and culture, which is something that brings people together in the first place. You can find that Alejandra on Alejandra's website, the giant coloring book. Um, so is there is there like anything uh, new that's, well, other than the resist kind of project, um, you guys mentioned that you guys have a new single coming out. Um, you want to give us a sneak peek more or less on that? Sure. Yeah, this uh, this is pretty different again. Uh, it's kind of a sort of modern take on a 60s soul ballad kind of vibe. Uh, it's called You Left a Long Time Ago by Black Moon Howl too. And uh, we've got some ideas for music videos for that, but the, the single is going to be released tomorrow, so it's... This is interesting because the the piece, the main piece, is a luggage that was made into a speaker or amp. This is for the promotional video yeah. that Ali made. And uh, my friend, very talented uh, professor at Ohio, he's the art. Uh, Mark Franz. He's, a, he's the art, art professor. Professor yeah. there, and he made um, this piece that you see in the middle. Um, and I, we kind of salvaged that and we remade it into 
one of like the most symbolic pieces of the. It's gonna be a video. It's gonna be a animation about nostalgia. So we were searching for things that are like items that have like that value. Like, it's an old old suitcase that uh, has old uh, like record player speakers that were put into it and it's actually it's a functioning amp that my friend Mark made um, but it's just visually it's got a very retro nostalgic kind of vibe to it we thought it fit pretty well with the song that's awesome just like I enjoy the way you guys just collaborate and bring your two creative like expressions and, and venues and bring them together into like a the projects, all these projects that you guys work on, it's definitely great work and great uh, uh, a spot to, to go to our uh, commercial break and hear word from our partner. Looking for a fun, vibrant, and collaborative environment to work? Check out the Palm Beach Tech Space in downtown West Palm Beach on Deterra Street between Dixie and Olive. As a nonprofit, they have your best interest in mind with a large scale vision of transforming the Palm Beaches into a tech and innovation hub. By offering a variety of memberships to suit different needs, there is something for everyone from travelers, remote workers, to entrepreneurs, and freelancers. Go on down to check them out to get inspired working alongside some excited new companies that are changing the ways business is done in the Palm Beaches. It's a great way to network, make new friends, and even find some budding talent that may be a vital source to help you grow your own business. For you, the listeners of Vivid Arts, the podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can check out Crush It! Why Now is the Time to Cash In on Your Passion by Gary V. You can listen to titles like this and many more for free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash vividarts. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash vividarts for your free audiobook. Let's get back to the show. All right, here we are back from our uh, break with uh, Alejandro Bad and Steve Jones. So, so yeah, uh, you, you've done some uh, uh, public artwork murals at, in Boynton Beach and, yeah. and things of that nature. How many uh, murals have you have you done? Um, so I'm kind of new at murals. New. So I've done the one at Boynton Beach was my first one. Oh really? Uh, for public space, but indoors actually I've been doing uh, since 2000. Uh, Seven when I did, um, I had an art space in Chicago, right, and I, now. yeah, hmm. I had an art space in Chicago, and I had like one, two, three. I had like three walls, so I had a video installation, and I took the the I took paragraphs from the people's interviews, and then I wrote it all on the walls, um, and they were social workers, and so it was like uh, cool. So I guess that would be the first one but it was inside a gallery how long have you been doing art in general uh well uh 
like professional or just just in general when did you, when did you start I guess so I was like I don't know I must have been like one and uh, my mom got home and all the walls were covered in happy faces <laughs> <laughs> really yeah so remember that? Remember My mom always says, like, I don't understand why you always drawing circles with faces. <laughs> <laughs> Something innate from a child. When did you start doing it more uh, professionally? Uh, so in school, like, people would always say, oh, like, enter this contest, enter this, and enter that. So that's kind of how I started. And so um, I would enter things and then get a prize or something or, the, or another and then when I was going uh, into um, college then I started applying to like scholarships and so it was like in high school that you started doing it more professionally? I, I say I say the I think the merge was when I went to SAIC in Chicago I think um, where are you from? Venezuela. Venezuela yeah I was born in Caracas and you, when did you come to America? I was like nine and a half, yeah. And so I did elementary, middle school, high school, and college. And you kind of started doing artwork in, in around that time? Yeah, yeah, like I've been, like since I was little, since I was like, I was in a nun school. So I was the person that everybody came up to and said, can you draw this for me? So I would draw a picture for them. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's, that's a, is that was in uh, Venezuela? Yeah, yeah, I always been the, the go to that kid that they'll draw it for you. <laughs> <laughs> she started from a from early place. Yeah. I think one of the most important things that I saw when I was little was I, I came to New York when I was four and all the subways had like graffiti and that really impacted me. Uh, seeing that image and um, I don't know I think that, was, that had something to do with it do you have any inspirations as an artist yeah I want to work more with the community and get people less scared about art oh, like, who, like are there artists other artists who inspire you with oh yeah yeah who works on your inspiration yeah okay so well okay so I love I love um, the power of Frida Kahlo, for example, that she has. Uh, there's a funny story. Uh, she has a unibrow, and I had a unibrow when I was little, but then I had to remove it because kids would make fun of me. <laughs> so it was really cool that she like kind of owned it. Had similarities with her. Yeah, I felt like oh, she's a woman and she's making art in a men's world. So it's really badass like <laughs> that's a great inspiration yeah. you, have you seen her recent film, um, film I've seen a film I don't know that it's the most recent uh, I saw the one with Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo a lot while back like a long time ago do you have any other inspirations as an artist or? yeah uh, musicians, musicians? <laughs> Mus music. some of your uh, Radiohead <laughs> I love Radiohead uh, uh, I got into Radiohead uh, since I was like little and I'm a big fan and I just went to their concert. And she is the most active Spotify account I've ever seen. She's like always learning. It's amazing. I'm like 10 years behind and she's like, hey, have you heard this? Wait, no. like, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> Somehow she knows everything. Yeah, I can't keep up with everything nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too much things going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just love it. I, I think music and 
I think a lot of textures, like what you were saying with your art, textures and layers and that kind of stuff, your art definitely reflects that stuff that you've been listening to, like Radiohead, Beatles, Tame Impala. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's like a natural high, like you just, your brain just gets activated and you can see things. When you create art? Yeah, when I, I have to have music, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's some of the, the greatest. Why did you guys get into art? Um, why? why? Um, I always wanted the world. Uh, I'm kind of. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but I want the world to be more loving. And I think when you see something that you don't like or that you're not familiar with, like I feel like art is one of the reasons why people kind of open up a little bit more because they're like they're more calm they're more relaxed they can relax they can connect and people are always like saying why do you do that and it's like there's really no reason right but if you really think about it what's the reason for anything it's like philosophy so it's like for me is kind of opening like opening doors instead of closing them. I think art does that, like it opens door. Well, at least I, in my art, I want art to do that. I know art can be elitist too. It could close a lot of doors, but um, I want what the opposite. Sometimes it, it can be elitist, like uh, sometimes people can be scared of not being educated enough to understand something. And I don't think that's like necessarily initiation. Yeah. Thing. So I don't think that's necessarily true. I think people can be part of it, you know, if they just open their heart, you know. And it's not about the artist like talking down to the audience. I think you get that. I, I mean, like literally we put musicians up on stages with spotlights that everybody right. else and looks pedestals. up to them. Like literally it's a pedestal that yeah. they're on and you know, there's practical reasons for that, but like, you, I think artists have to work to actively dismantle that if they don't want yeah. to feel, you know, like they're the elevated above society instead of, you know, yeah. a voice for society or interacting with people. I think I, I teach literature as my day job. And one of the things that they, they always say is uh, one of the benefits of studying literature, which you know might not have too much cultural value at the moment anyway, is that it, you get to experience the ideas of different people from around the world, different backgrounds, characters who aren't like you. And it really, it does develop empathy, or at least it, it really should. Right. And I think you know, literature does that because it's, you know, often narrative form that does that, but music and art do that too, you know, just what you're saying, the, the opening of doors, the yeah, I think it opens perspectives. More, it opens more doors than it closes. People can connect to it. Not everybody's cut out to um, just do business. Sometimes they're just cut out to appreciate what nature has to offer or what you see in nature. And everything has an art form, so it doesn't exclude, I feel like. I think it includes, it's inclusive. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I like that people can feel part of it. 
anyone can kind of feel part of it. It's, it's simple to relate to. Anyone can kind of do art. It's just yeah. the the messages that are brought upon it, and then the conversations, mm-hmm. and people questioning what's what's the art about, and all of that. It, yeah. It just brings it like a lot deeper connection. What's the the reason that you got more or less into, into music and? When did you kind of get into music yourself? Uh, it's interesting. It's a really similar uh, story and background. When I was a kid, like a baby, uh, my aunt would sing notes to me and I would sing them back. It was like before I could talk, I would start doing this. And then uh, my grandma would sit me at the piano and I'd just, you know, play away. And I, I did didn't know anything, obviously, but the, just the sound of music really did uh, appeal to me, and I've, I've been fascinated just purely with sound ever since I was little, and then, you know, the layers of getting interested in literature and film and visual art and politics and all of those things sort of comes together now, and, you know, I think the Black Moon Howl Band is kind of a culmination of all of those different parts of my life as an adult now. Um, I, I think art puts you in a trance when you're doing it. Like it, it has the quality of meditation or relaxation, at least for me. And I think music does the same thing for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think, uh, I think people are interested in that because the world's busy and moving so fast that it's some something to like reel you back in like wow that that piece took hours to do how did you sit there and just stay hours doing that like what's in that mind of your like what are you doing like it's like well in that moment there was nothing else on earth just, that like that was it like, that was important very in and the moment kind that of was what thing. mattered yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely great having you guys on our podcast appreciate you guys coming Thank out you. Uh, make, uh, put the put your song out on the podcast. You can listen to it after these, after this. But um, where can people uh, find your artwork and where galleries are coming uh, in right now? Right now, I'm at uh, Winwood uh, Blank Canvas Art Gallery. My ink drawings are there. Winwood Blank Canvas. Uh, it's Blank Canvas mm-hmm. Gallery, and it's in Winwood. Um, and yeah, you can find my ink drawings there. Um, I, I also did a mural for them over there. And yeah, I still don't have my store for one day. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find you on, on, on your website, social media? Oh, AlejandraAbad.com. And art by Alejandra in Instagram. Alejandra at Alejandra Draws on Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Where can you find your uh, uh, your band? So uh, BlackMoonHowl.com is our webpage. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and Spotify. The new single comes out tomorrow. Uh, it'll be on everything: Spotify, iTunes, and uh, yeah, our EP will be coming out maybe next month or the month after that so we're, we're finishing that up too thank you guys for coming out remember to always uh, follow uh, Vivid Arts app on Facebook Instagram Snapchat Twitter and remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes Stitcher and SoundCloud thanks have a good one thank you thank you awesome.
The life of an artist is often an interesting one. Artists openly express themselves to the world for a living. It's often an arduous journey and a humbling journey, but it may give you an appreciation, recognition, and eventually, to a lucky few, fortune. The profession takes passion and a deep dedication to what you do, in addition to talent and business sense. This was an excerpt from the last episode of Vivid Arts Podcast, episode 17, with Ivan Roque. To Ivan Roque, the Miami-born native to Cuban refugees who swam to America, this statement is no different. It's easy to see where his dedication comes from. And the way he sees it, if his parents and grandparents risk their lives for something greater, then he can overcome his struggles as an artist. Be sure to stay tuned with the Vivid Arts Podcast on our website, vividartsapp.com podcast. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vivid Arts App. Thank you. See you in the next episode.